I have just one request from you and that's to shake what your mama gave you. If you are part of my, I guess we could call it the canceled club. That's what I'm going to start calling you guys like the canceled club. It's like culture club, but so much cooler. No, but for real, you guys are really the best. Like it, this may not be the biggest crowd, you know, I might start doing my Eps and G strings or Pacey's just to up that ante. You know, you never know. Might just be talking to you in my underwear. Shit, I might be right now. But nonetheless, it doesn't matter because you guys are some of the most, like the coolest, most fun, sexiest, educated people on the web. And you know how I know that? Because you're dedicated to the show and you, you guys give me the best comments and it makes what I do so worthwhile because you're listening, you got the feedback and we're just doing this shit together. So what I'm going to do today is the cancel club, cancel me, baby fan appreciation comment extravaganza. And if it sounds crazy, that's because I just made it up. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to take some of your, some of the best comments I've gotten from the last handful of episodes. And I haven't planned this. Like I said, I'm just going to kind of like riff on them on the spot for you today. Um, and it's going to be a good time. It's going to be an adventure. So hold on to your panties, hold on to your dock straps and let's go. First, I'm going to start off by telling you a, a little story. Okay. Let me take a sip from my Harry Potter mug. Sorry. This is a disservice. I showed you the wrong side. Mm. Have you ever had, maybe you have, because I know there are other reporters who listen to my show, but ever like see a star on a magazine and you don't really realize how big of a star they were. Cause you're like, oh yeah, I met them. And like was up close and personal with them hanging out, having a good time. Sometimes I have those like weird, epiphany. if I see like a billboard if, or if I see like this, okay. My parents just got this. They're going to kill me for revealing their age, but it's fine. Just ignore the name of the magazine. Okay. On it is Michael Douglas. And I have interviewed Michael Douglas and it was when baby Taylor was out in LA first starting with my selfie stick at this big, chaotic, crazy red carpet. My outfit choice is atrocious. So please just pull a Helen Keller when I show you this clip and pretend that you didn't see that part. But I'm out there and it's crazy and it's chaotic. And you know, on my site, talk to me, I would go out on red carpets or events, literally going rogue with my selfie stick to get celebrities to like, just let their hair down and show who they really were. You know, it's so stiff. It's so robotic. In my episode this week, yesterday, uh, well, when I'm releasing this Tuesday, it came out I talk about how they're so robotic, you know, and I really like would go out there and just have a good time. Like talk to them about like, pull something deeper out. You know, I didn't give a shit about their nail polish. I didn't give a shit about their outfits, their pasties, their chicken cutlets, whatever girls call those that you put in your boobs. I didn't care. I was like, let's talk about real stuff. And to this day, one of my most favorite interactions was with Michael Douglas because in those moments with myself, it wasn't like they were some big, I mean, it's Michael fucking Douglas. Like he is a huge ass star, huge star. And it didn't feel like that in the moment. It just felt so human, you know? And I felt like this really captured that. So it was like all chaotic. Nothing was planned. I have my selfie stick. There's publicists screaming. There's hors d'oeuvres being passed. There's a lot of shit going on. And I just kind of grab him. And I, I start, before I even start asking him anything, 
he, I'm going to show you what happened. He literally, like your grandpa would, grabs my nose like this between his middle and his forefinger, grabs it like this, okay? As if I'm like on Santa Claus's lap. Check this out. Oh, this is this a video. Oh, there's a video, so I don't have to stand still. No, you can do moose as a goose, baby, whatever you want to do. Whatever. <laughs> I got a bad <laughs> Sucker. How much fun is that? It, like that would, could you imagine that happening today? Could you imagine that happening today? Never in a million years. The Me Too committee would have a collective panic attack, okay? It would never, but it's so human and so fun. And I ended up asking him something along the lines of like, nodding to the fact that he's a huge star, saying you've, you're you a huge sex icon, you know, fatal attraction. I mean, come, come on, it goes on and on, right? And I said, do you feel like a sex icon? And he was so like, again, the humanness just kept on going. He's like, no, nah. you know, I, I, he gave me some like, like cute little coy response said something like, you know, that's, uh, that's all Kirk. That's all Kirk, like his dad. Right. And even to this day, everyone's like, what was it? Oh my God. You had a huge movie star an iconic international movie star. Grab your nose, stand right next to you, put your arm around him. The whole thing. What was it like? And honestly, it's like, it felt like a grandpa moment, but nonetheless, it's still pretty cool to look back and be like, I had a non-sexual sex affair with the icon himself, Michael Douglas, standing right there. If I could remember how he smelled, I would tell you. Everyone knows Michael Douglas, right? Did you know though, Michael Douglas doesn't even have a million followers on Instagram, no joke. He has 859,000. But don't worry, your fill in the blank girl next door model, whoever it is, no shade, not really, but kind of has what, 15, 20 million? How in the world? How in the world? How am I in a world where this is happening? It's really bonkers, right? And I talked a little bit about this in my Instagram model episode, but it's like the new celebrity. The new celebrity is somebody nobody knows. But these icons have, don't even pale in comparison. Somebody, tell me the reason. So here, with that said, this goes into my first comment. This one, I'm not going to give away who it was because it was in DM. So I don't know if they want to remain anonymous, but this was a comment in response to my Instagram model episode. And it says, actually, I'm, I have it on here, but I'm going to condense it. But it basically says, very thought provoking, they, about the era of mystery of old school models. Back in the day, celebs as huge as Madonna would vanish to two, even three years until they had new work to promote or something important to say. Now it is endless overexposure on socials of both of celebs, both old or new. I think it chips away from their myth. Some still keep up the air of mystery approach and are hugely successful. Kudos to celebs who don't rely on social media to feel or be relevant with an exclamation point. And I love the enthusiasm. It's something else that I love about you guys, the enthusiasm, but it's true, right? It's true. The air of mystery. I mean, what happened? What happened? Number one, we have to see every time a celebrity literally pops a pimple or takes a shit. Don't you kind of miss that old school air of mystery. I know I do. And now it's like, we want celebrities. I talked about this a little bit in my episode this week to chime in on everything. And isn't there something like, yes, I know they're human, yada, yada, but isn't there something that it's like, isn't that what's like so sexy about the celebrity? It's like, 
that sort of like myth and the unknown, like part of me is like, keep it to that unattainable superstar status. Now you guys are all becoming a little bit too relatable. And on top of it, it's making every Tom, Dick, Harry, Sally, you name him, them, he, she, they, them feel like they can be famous, right? I brought this up in the Instagram model app, but you know, my gal, my idol, my icon, Stevie Nicks. Okay. Stevie Nicks. If you don't know who Stevie Nicks is, again, I know I was showing you guys a lot of love, but please turn this off. No, I'm just kidding. No, but do. Okay. Um, Stevie Nicks, Fleetwood Mac. Yes. You know the thing. I sobbed like a fucking baby when I saw Stevie Nicks at the forum in Los Angeles. Like, I don't know. Oh, whoops. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, a year. If you're listening, pay no mind. If you're watching, there you go. There's Christmas came early. At the form, I literally, Stevie Nicks came out and I started sobbing, sobbing like a little bitch. Okay. And I've interviewed everyone under the sun. I'm in the same arena as this feminist musical icon. I literally was like in the janitor's closet and I'm sobbing. I'm like, I think Stevie Nicks just looked at me. So no, as you can imagine, I have sadly not interviewed Stevie Nicks. Okay. Stevie Nicks has less followers than Michael Douglas. She has 853,000. Again, cultural icon. How on God's green earth, how is Heather from your local ice cream shop who posts pictures of her, her boobs in a sludge of s'mores racking in 20, 30, 40 million followers. And these icons are trailing behind, but here's the thing. Someone asked me this after the Instagram model episode, they were like, would you want to be a Heather or would you want to be a Stevie Nicks? I mean, think about it. Think about like the pressure we put on ourselves with like social media and the following. And it's like, you know what? I would rather be, I don't know about you. I would rather be a Michael Douglas or a Stevie ass Nicks. You have, you have made history. Literally everyone knows your name. Who the hell cares if you have however many followers who who cares? You've literally made history. Would I trade, like, would you trade that to what in the current day have however many million followers, sponsorships, whatever? I wouldn't. To me, it's not worth it. So it's something to think about. It's like the new celebrity. And I kind of miss that old school sitch. I can't lie. And you know what though? And you might be thinking, well, these are both like fossils. Who cares? Which if you do think that, how dare you? I will take it up with you outside. But yeah, meet me outside. Um, oh, DMX. By the way, he's like around the corner here. And my mom sent me photos of the hospital. It's like crazy. Okay, neither here nor there. Thinking of you, thinking of DMX. Um, there are celebrities who are young though, who don't have social media. And I have to say, it's kind of like they're classy broads, right? Scarjo, who I talked about, by the way, in my last up this week, who's a very articulate and classy young lady. She's not on social media. Emma Stone, Emma Stone's not on social media. And I have to say, like, there's something really cool about that. You know, I know in Hollywood, I used to get really fed up when celebrities like wouldn't, you know, this like kind of dovetails from my last episode too, but the whole idea of like getting more out of them. Remember the whole campaign, like ask her more when celebrities were pissed that they, we weren't asking, like they were getting asked about their like, you know, outfits. And like I said, like their manicures and shit. And they were like, ask us more. Well, out in Hollywood, 
we would get pissed because we would try to ask them more and then they got, they would get annoyed and all disgruntled, right? If we try to ask about something substantial. So it would be like, okay, you can't have it both ways. Like don't ask to be asked more, but then don't get all upset when we try to ask more. Right. And I ran into this a lot with my own site because, you know, the whole initiative with my site, like, listen, the whole topical, how is this director? How is this movie? How's the soundtrack? It bores me to tears. I don't care. I would rather listen to the birds chirp every morning. I don't care. It it's boring. Give me something more. That's why I would, that's why I have the whole initiative with my selfie stick to try to go somewhere deeper, get something actually interesting and impactful. Right. Which is sidebar why I get so uptight about the woke mob because they're dictating what everyone says and can't say. And that's why like the whole debate, whether how much celebrity should talk about shit is like, of course, it's my whole episode. It's like, there's no, from this week, there's no right or wrong. It's like very convoluted and it's a little bit of like a conundrum, but that's the part about the woke mob that bugs the shit out of me. I'm like, no, one's going to want to say dick. Because you guys rip to shreds and have a seance every time someone says something remotely interesting. So why the hell would anybody of a high profile position want to speak up about something unless it's Lady Gaga pretending to be some blue collar frat boy funneling a beer, in which case just stop. So that's why I like have a push and pull. But the thing with social media is about them, you know, when it comes to them having an opinion and speaking up, it's like sometimes that's where it comes into. It's like, I kind of like respect the fact that like you're bowing out. Cause we don't need to like hear what you're saying or what you're thinking like all the time, you know, like that's where it's like, I could see where it's like, okay, like keep it a little bit private. And that's like, goes into what I talked about this week with Scarlett Johansson actually saying you didn't sign up to be a politician or some mayor because you're an actor, like stick to acting sweetie, which like, absolutely. In some regards to that I concur. So that's where it's like, I kind of dig it. And then you have celebs where their Instagram is like all like social causes and stuff, right? In which case that like feels preachy too. So again, this all feeds into my last app, which is like, can they win? Probably not, but y'all are making millions. So too bad for you, figure it out. I don't feel bad. No, but it is interesting, but I kind of miss that. I kind of, and I'm an old school person overall. Like I always say, if I could have a beeper, I would. The only reason I'm on Instagram is to connect with you guys. That is literally the sole reason. Otherwise it makes my life fucking miserable. So, okay. So speaking of Emma Stone, classy broad, no social media for her. This goes into my second comment, which is about the new Cruella movie. Now I watched the trailer today and this comes from Movies My Way, Frederick. He said, is Disney glamorizing violence with Cruella while censoring its previous work? Kind of self-contradictory question mark. Okay. So yeah, 100%, 100%. So guys, this is going to blow your balls off. Disney plus in the last couple months have censored so many movies that your head would be spinning. Like, I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, was Jasmine's crown not on the right angle that they're suddenly censoring this shit? Because they censored, okay, so they blocked the following movies because of stereotypes, racial undertones for kids under seven, which like 
how in God's green earth is Disney plus going to actually, do we put anything past them? Like Alexa is listening to all your thoughts anyway. So I'm not surprised, but anyway, they blocked Peter Pan, Dumbo, Aristocats, and Swiss family Robinson for kids under seven because of it's, you know, the undertones, which like, I guess we need a billboard to explain to us. Like the parents can't do it. Can't do it. No. I was going to say, we watched all these movies as kids and we grew up fine, but like we're all fucked up. So that's a big statement. Um, that's, <laughs> that's a loaded one. Okay. So get a load of this. They also censored the lion King and Aladdin among like seven other movies. Okay. Do you want to know what they did? You're going to scream in the lion King. Do you guys remember when we had all those like sex conspiracy theories with Disney movies when like blah, blah, you know, the priest had a boner and little mermaid, whatever. So apparently in the lion King, remember when it says sex in the stars, um, they took that out, which like this goes into, I've said this a lot, but like, we are literally the no fun club. Like let these kids figure out the sexual undertones and innuendos in these Disney movies on their own. Like we did. Okay. We may be romantically challenged and like only having sex with Michael Douglas's face on a magazine. Some say, but let us let them do it the old fashioned way. Like we did. Okay. It's a little scavenger hunt for the times, like quit ruining the fun and everything. And then this is what they took out of Aladdin. You're going to die in the song Arabian nights. There's a line that says, if they cut your ear, Oh, if they, they cut your ear off, if they don't like your face and they thought that it was insensitive because it's just mean. Wow. We're really raising these kids to be strong mofos who always cry. Sorry. Maybe they don't like your face get over it, get some thick skin. No, but seriously, like, do we think toddlers are doing a dissertation, like ripping apart and doing a deep dive on the lyrics of Arabian nights. And also like, that's what they pick out of Arabian nights that like, okay. So to his question about censoring previous work. Yeah. I think it's a really slippery slope because it's like, okay, so you're gonna start censoring anything with a racial undertone, anything that like has a mean lyric, anything that has sex written in the stars, any little boner, which like, God, give give some love to the adults in the back for crying out loud. But when does it end, right? So you're gonna, you're gonna censor all this, but not as this listener pointed out, quote unquote, violence with Corella. And I watched the, um, trailer it's pretty badass by the way Emma Stone's like so talented she's like she's a badass bitch in it but there is like they're not playing patty cake you know they're not braiding each other's hair there's like some SHIT that goes down in Cruella town okay and it does look like it could be a little violent so that's where it's like a slippery slope because it's like oh okay see so you guys just by some arbitrary thing are going to decide to censor all this and not this. And this is also like, it's just ruining our movie going experience. Can I just say, cause I even watched that trailer and I feel like we're all conditioned now to be like, okay, how woke is this going to be? Like, there's even a line in it where it would have been like fine in the eighties, but now I'm like, are they just doing this to make a feminist point? You know, like there's a line in the trailer where she says something like, you know, she does like this, this, um, like fight scene. And then she's like, oh, and I did all this in heels. And it's like, we get it. We see you're in heels. You know, again, it would have been cute in like the seventies, but now I feel like everything is trying to make a point again, like Charlie's angels, 
badass bitches. They need, they didn't like them just doing what they do was fire. They didn't need to make a point every five seconds and be like, by the way, I'm showing this guy's like the end of his last breath in these stilettos. It's like, oh, just, just do it. Okay. Oh, whoops. Okay. I got excited that I was like throwing my computer. Just do it. Okay. You don't need to make like, everything doesn't need to be a social point. And that actually, like in that regard, that's where I see this kind of goes into my last comment though, where I see like, it's like, how woke does it go? Right. So like, I'm kind of glad that like, let's see, I haven't seen the final product of Corella, but I can tell from the trailer alone, like there is violence and they're not pussyfooting around it, which makes me glad. Cause I'm like, okay, you can't be like treating everything with kid gloves, no pun intended. Cause then everything's going to be boring. Like we're going to have no fun sexual innuendo mysteries to find in cartoons ever. Like, I don't want to be in that world, but that is contradictory because it's like, okay, so you're allowing all this but none of this. That's why I just feel like go big or go home. Right. I say this a lot, but like, be about something, be about something. So I personally think that these companies need to just stick it to the man and by the man, I need the, I mean like the woke mob who has nothing to do with their lives and just put up their content, whatever kind of grief they're going to get, because then they're not going to be stuck in this thing of like, Oh, we have this, but we censor this. Cause he's right. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. How are you going to censor this group of stuff, but glamorize this group of stuff. When in theory, if you guys are really that gung ho, then censor all of it or censor none of it. So once you start splitting hairs, it's not a cute look. This goes into my last comment. And this was from Evan the Bowtie Bandit, and he is the creator of the site Young, Bold, and Regal. He made a comment on my episode last week about when Chrissy Teigen tried to cancel me. So for those of you who may have missed that story, I'll do a quick little recap, and I actually sprinkle in a little new information that I didn't include that time. So when I was working at VH1, I wrote a post about Chrissy Teigen, which I still stand by and which still rings true, Okay. In which I say that she was like, we're dealing with Twitter's biggest bully. I'm talking about someone who like literally tweeted out things that made people wish that they were dead. And they were like, oh my God, I don't even know you. Right. And she claimed to just be defending herself. So I called bullshit on it then. And I call bullshit on it now. And because now she quit Twitter due to quote negativity, which is the environment that she co-sponsored and trademarked. Okay. So back then she didn't like it. She started tweeting at me, tweeting at each one, try to get me fired, et cetera. They ended up suspending me. And I was like, free speech, bitch believed it. That's why I wrote it. Still believe it. Even though it was scary as hell, because I was like, I'm never going to work again after this, which like little did I know. And she knew, um, and I ended up quitting and like thriving elsewhere. So hats off to you lady. But what I didn't tell you guys is that I actually met Chrissy Teigen in real life after that. Okay. So I met her at a red carpet. Um, I think it was like, I don't know. She was with John legend. I feel like she was a mentor on the voice or something like that, because I covered it every week at the Dolby theater, which is where the Oscars are. And I was, I'm not kidding you. I was flipping out because I had all this PTSD coming back to haunt me. And I was like, oh my God. And right in what world would she ever recognize me? Because she's just like rah, 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 angry tweeting. Cause she tweeted at me personally. How would she ever in a million years, like, know it was me or remember what I looked like? I mean, this was like what, four years later, maybe three, four years later, but regardless, 
call me narcissistic, whatever it may be. I was having a heart attack that she was going to remember me. I literally was having a heart attack. I was so nervous. I was like calling my family and friends. I was like, oh my God, what if she remembers me? I'm like, how do you think she did guys? Lo and behold, she didn't. And I did like the, you know, the fake reporter thing, which was like, oh, you know, I think she was actually pregnant at the time. Right. And I, again, I was there for a tabloid. Oh, how's your pregnancy? This and that. Let me tell you something. If this were today, I'd be like testing, testing, Chrissy. Remember when you tried to cancel me over and out? So you know what? Some things just never change. And yeah, so that's a little part of the story. Definitely was like having a heart attack, but you know what? No regrets. Cause like, if I did mention it, you know what? She was pregnant. I would have thrown down. <laughs> I'm tiny and mighty. No glamorizing violence. Got to get canceled. Okay. So this leads me to my last question from Evan, which was a really great question from that episode. And he said, you were on the cutting edge of what cancel culture would eventually become. When do you think the toxicity will end? And you know what? This kind of goes into my last thing about Disney, like cherry picking, apple picking, picking noses, picking and choosing what they're going to censor and what they're not. I feel like people need to just number one, be about something. Yes. That's important to stick to your guns, no matter what, but also like we were so like obsessed with ourselves. And this is like, again, back to earlier, why I really respect the celebrities who bow out of social media, because we know, like, I think that's why too, that so many people during COVID were so disgusted at these award shows, because we're like, we get it. We get that you guys all masturbate to yourselves and each other. Do I need to see it on prime time for three fucking hours? Like, do I, right. Especially in this time of dread. And my friend Evan, actually, who wrote this question, had the most brilliant idea. He was like, if Hollywood actually thought outside the box for once, they would do like a telethon instead of one of these dragged out award shows that make us want to slit our wrists and the proceeds would go to COVID. And by the way, or whatever it is, and by the way, they would probably get like a million times more viewers. So absolutely talking about, you know, in my last episode with them using their voices and how and et cetera. So that was a really good point, but that's why I do really give kudos to the celebrities who bow out of social media, because it's like, it's not all about you all the time, what you think, what you feel. And that is my bigger point. It's like, we're in a world where like, what (laughs) it's my world. And you're just living in it, sweetie. You know what I mean? We're so obsessed with how we feel all the time that we've lost complete and utter understanding or respect for where the other person is coming from. And you know what? Our media, our politicians, our everybody, our celebrities, like everybody just (laughs) drives this home. Like they feed into it instead of being like, you know what? I don't, I don't understand it, but I can try to, I can, I can try to see where you're coming from, or I don't feel that way, but I could try to understand where you're coming from. No, instead it has to be like a knife fight in a shady alley at night. Every time someone says something you don't like, and it's causing like, not only such, it's just causing like such hostility, you know, with so many, even like I didn't want to bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up. And the only reason I'm uptight about it is because of the passport thing. Otherwise, you know, I had no problem with the vaccine, but the COVID vaccine, right? Especially because I talk about with events and being in Hollywood and the whole thing. I didn't have a problem with it. And they start until they started talking about like mandating it in these passports, because like, don't tell me what to do. Right. But like, okay. So even that conversation, and I don't condone either way. Like, I think I've said it before, but like, if you want to get it, that's fantastic. I'll probably get it myself one day. But if you don't, it's like this 
I don't know. It's like this intolerance, right? This, like we're, we're creating this environment where it's like, you're judged, you're ridiculed, you're mocked. And if you're not one of those things, then you're censored and silenced and shut up. And that's my issue. So when you talk about the toxicity, it's like, well, we're just going to keep going rounds and round because we can't even have a freaking healthy, normal dialogue without wanting to poison somebody's tea and, and like ruin their reputation or unfriend them or, or isolate them. You know, we saw it happen with Sharon Osbourne. We saw it happen with Gina Carano. I can name a million people. So I think that goes into your bigger picture of when the toxicity will end. Honestly, I'm sorry. I think we all need to get out of our own feelings a little bit. We're so stuck in our ways. My way is right. My life is important. Look at me taking a shit. Look at me making out with my Michael Douglas poster. Look at me getting my slice of pizza. Oh, pepperoni. Like no one cares. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry to say it. It's like, we become so, and you know what? Maybe it's not our fault. We're in this environment where we post every little thing. Everything's here. Everything's there. I was reading this heartbreaking story. You know, I have a soft spot for young girls not in a creepy way, you guys. Okay. I'm not trying to do like an Epstein reference, but for young girls who are bullied, cause I identify and I get it. And I was reading the story this morning of this girl who was in seventh grade and had suicidal thoughts because her, the cool click said that she had to get X amount of followers and likes and whatever by this date, or she couldn't be in their click. So she would spend hours creating fake accounts, liking her own stuff. And was absolutely miserable. This is the world that we are creating, right? Everything we do, we say, we think our little platforms, our thing are so important. It's like I said, it's become the new celebrity. I mean, how sad is that? That's how we are measuring our worth. And I think that's why we're in this thing of like, literally thinking you're Einstein with your ideas or thinking you're the most important and the only voice that should matter. And the only person like we should hear all voices. And it's like, we've lost all capacity to be able to hear someone you don't agree with at all. And we not only can we not hear them, but we've gone to the extreme of, like I said, either ruining their life, isolating them. It's just so not okay. So when I think the toxicity will end is number one, we get over the censoring bullshit, put on our big boy and girl panties, right? Grow some balls and ovaries for the feminists and don't cave to every little thing. Things will be what they will be. Get out of your feelings a little bit. Okay. It's not your world. I'm sorry if that's some tough love. I grew up with tough love in this house. So I'm sorry. Like I'm no parent, but if it's a little bit of tough love, like maybe your feelings aren't the only one that matters. So I think once we get out of that mindset and honestly, I think about, and I grapple with this all the time, maybe it's past the point of no return. And it, it brings me back to like the beginning, right? And that idea of like the original, like old school celebrity. Sadly, like the Stevie Nicks, you guys, I I don't know, maybe they've had their day. I also shared this meme that went like a little nuts. I had like hundreds and hundreds of views on it, but it was like, it was like the difference between millennials and boomers. And it was like millennial Taylor Swift complains about her shitty boyfriends in her songs. And then it's like Stevie Nicks, a boomer sings about her shitty boyfriend while she makes him play the guitar behind her as her like hype man. Like, yes, bitch. So I, I don't know. Sadly, I think about this all the time. I'm an old school gal. Does, did the old school, is the old school celebrity extinct? And that's what I mean. It's something about these old school celebs that are like, and these like legends who are like, I'm going to go over here and do my legend stuff and like change and impact the world while you guys do all that little like social media thing you do, whatever it is down there, like have fun with that. I'll tell you one thing 
I have interviewed so many of these, the Kim Kardashians, these YouTube stars who have millions and millions and millions of followers, right? And have like an avalanche of followers next to somebody like Stevie Nicks. But let me tell you all something. I would trade them all. I'd trade every single one of those to have five minutes with my original icon, the OG celeb, the heir of mystery, that badass, you know, singing to us about being like a spiritual witch, a badass woman. I would trade them all to have five minutes with Stevie Nicks. So with that said, I want to thank you guys again for all of your amazing comments and how thoughtful you are and how invested you are and always having the dialogue and even just being open to having these dialogues. You know, it's so important right now when like the mob is coming in like Sasquatch on our lives. I know it takes a lot of balls to have the conversations that we do, but the fact that you guys are tuning in, you're so thoughtful, you're open-minded, and of course not feeling the woke mob. It is everything. So I want to thank you again. Please keep the comments coming and, um, we'll have a good, good ass time. That is a guarantee.